Computer. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. Those show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Tuesday and Thursdays, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also pick this show up on YouTube. We do occasionally upload <clears throat> programs on YouTube, and we'll be uploading this one. You can also get us on our flagship um, podcast, Automatic. We're also on Amazon, iHeart, and a whole bunch of others. This show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. We expect our camp to be full to capacity, where we have about 50 or 60 people signed up. Rev, we've never had that uh, so early in the uh, in the year. Uh, anyway, visit our website, campconstitution.net. We also have a weekend ladies' retreat coming up in April from the 12th to the 14th as well as a weekend retreat and the end of September here in also New Hampshire, just a few towns away from me. And we have events going on all the time, including our own Reverend Stevie Craft, February 23rd at the Community Church of Alton, 10, uh, 7 p.m. And the topic is <laughs> um, color, communism, and common sense. So uh, um, you see here to my to my left and your right probably our camp chaplain, Reverend Stevie Craft. How you doing, Rev? <laughs> hey, listen, I had to laugh when you said we already have 50 signed up. This is just February. I had to I laugh. Know. I know. You know in, the years, in the years I've been chaplain, I have never seen such a thing. Look here, man. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I better get myself African again. Uh, well, you better, you, you, better, you better get your absent or you'll be sleeping in a tent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. right, no. right. Right, right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be bringing the motorhome up anyway. But yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you told me that. I'm glad you told me that because uh, I didn't know that that we have that many already in yeah. February. Yeah, but the, tra it's, the traction uh, we're getting. I mean, God's opened the doors, Hallie. Well, Reverend, uh, the fact that uh, Willie Soon was on the Tucker yeah. Carlson show that opened up a lot of doors. Yeah, yeah. We got we yeah. got some uh, over two thousand dollars of unsolicited donations, and just the other day. I got a gentleman from uh, California, uh, Northern California, and he said, "I can't go to I can't go to New Hampshire, but I want to start a camp here." He said, "I have my mm. own lodge," mm. and he said, "You're it's open to you." He said, "Is he said, not this year. It would be too soon anyway." But he mm -hmm. said, "Definitely next year." And we have one oh. of our instructors, Debbie Bacicalupi, and Debbie said mm -hmm. she's two and a half hours away from this fellow, and so they're mm -hmm. going to get together, and uh, we'll take it from there. But it'd be great. Come on, come on. Oh yeah. So let oh, me yeah. give you a formal introduction, Reverend Kraft. Of course, he's been a guest and even a co-host for uh, over the years. But he's our camp chaplain, and he and his wife, uh, our uh, his wife, her wife, uh, his wife Edith, had been our over the years had been our uh, program director for the youngsters. And um, Rev, uh, of course, one of our guest instructors, and Rev just returned from South Africa on the missionary field with with Edith. This is not his first time. He's been a regular. Um, I think you've been there maybe four or five times, but yeah, the last four times. three trips were there to um, with Dr. Peter Hammond, Frontline Ministry. So tell us a little bit about um, Dr. Hammond and what you experienced there, Rev. Yeah, it was a blessing. We flew out of Boston on the second uh, of January. Got got to Cape Town on the third. Uh, the conference, the uh, uh, Biblical Worldview Summit, 
which Dr. Peter Hammond, who is the president of Frontline Fellowship Incorporated, uh, he's been doing these Biblical Worldview Summit seminars for the last 20-some years. Uh, Dr. Also, Colonel John Eismore, who we all are familiar with, who wrote the book on Christianity and the Constitution, he was also, he was the other American that was there. So we did the seminar, and it was a blessing. The numbers were kind of short because Dr. Hammond was having all kinds of technical issues, plus there were some political issues that kind of cut into the attendance. But other than that, it was a blessing. Uh, I bring back so much material from Dr. Hammond every year. But the main thing that I'm pushing, and I'll be pushing it, and I'll be really stressing it up at Camp Council this summer, is the need for a strong biblical worldview in America. Because as you well know, Hallie, and you're my best friend, it's getting crazier by the minute in our nation. And if we do not, I mean, just today, I just heard about that incident that happened at Osteen's, Joel Osteen's yes, uh, yes. church yesterday. This stuff's crazy, man. And Edith and I was just talking about it not even five minutes ago. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Well, let's talk and, about uh, that just for a few seconds, because uh, we're seeing an increase in these types of things. Now, I'm not a particularly fan of Joel Olstein and his theology. Neither I think am I. Neither feel am the I. same way. But yeah. um, nevertheless, uh, I don't care what what you know what, whether we agree with it or not. What happened was a horrible thing. But the person who showed up was from uh, was uh, from South America. I don't know if the person was illegal or not. And on the a uh, AR rifle, there was Free Palestine. And right. uh, thankfully, I think just just the person, the, the, the perpetrator was killed. And I think only one other person was uh, wounded. But there was some off-duty police. And I would hope that a big church like that has some type of security protocol where well, you know, members get. of the church. So uh, to prevent uh, some ma uh, massive shootings. But anyway, uh, I think because of the narrative, uh, perhaps the media won't make much hay of that. Where if it was uh, a so-called Trump supporter coming in with a MAGA hat shooting up, that would be news, of course, forever. And uh, I think the person was also uh, transgender or gender fluid. Yes. So you know that won't that won't. It's like the shooter in Nashville uh, at a uh, it was at a it was at not a church but a Christian school. It was yes. a, a former student who had graduated, I think, and killed some people. But according to the narrative, doesn't meet the media criteria, so not much is said about that. But tell us, um, you got a chance to uh, meet up with our friend Charles Van Vake, who we had on a speaking yes. tour. Uh, mm -hmm. Charles, for those people who aren't familiar, Charles was um, 30 years ago. He was in a church in Cape Town, South Africa, and he, um, some terrorists came in and killed <laughs> at least 11 people, wounded several dozen. And mm -hmm. all he had on him was a 38 snub nose, which in the hands of... And, He's the one, first one to tell you, he said, I'm not a very good shot, but he fired back and the terrorists left. They fled the church. Uh, they even had hand grenades. And he tells a story of how these, um, uh, uh, there was uh, three young people, teenagers. And um, when the terrorists came in, I think there was a, two girls and a boy, uh, the girl and boy, a girl and boy both hit the floor, but one of the girls just froze. And this young man turned around to bring her down. And as he was doing this, he got shot right in the back of the head and died instantly. And mm -hmm. another man, a young teen, uh, what he was a Russian, uh, no, he was a, um, a member of the church. 
he just threw himself on a hand grenade and he died instantly, but he saved the lives of dozens of people. So Charles has a very uh, incredible ministry in Africa, mostly sub-Saharan Africa. And you get a chance to visit a, uh, a township uh, mm -hmm. uh, to do some ministry. And you mentioned that, that you brought some of the folks home from the township to his house. So tell us what your experience, uh, your experience was there. Yeah, Charles... Charles has a ministry in the township outside of Cape Town. The township is called Philadelphia. And there's nothing there but muddy dirt roads and tin shanties by the hundreds. But I've been there before, but I forgot about it. But another brother named uh, Bradley, I don't remember his last name. He also helped Charles. He is a physician. And he reminded me, Bradley reminded me, he says, Rev, he says, I remember you. He says, you came here in one of your, your previous trips years ago. And then when he showed a picture of me with one of the residents of the township, then I, I, I recalled me being there before. But Charles is a blessing because it was so amazing, Hallie, that we had Charles here in America right here in the lane house right there and then, yeah right we had him here we did a program with him here then you took him on a speaking tour up in maine and also in new hampshire so that was a blessing so we had him here and then we ended up going over to south africa to cape town and with him there in the townships and it was a blessing because we spoke at the in the townships twice uh, on the 7th of January, which was a Sunday, I spoke to the young people. There were about maybe, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 of them sitting in a circle. And I spoke to them, encouraging them that as a man thinketh in his heart, according to the wisdom literature and Proverbs, so is he. And I encouraged them to begin to stop letting people put these foolish identifications on them of being of uh traditionally poor and not having anything because i began to show them pictures of other places in cape town which was which are very very wealthy i mean you'd wake up if you were in a rip van winkle sleep and think you were anywhere in high class areas in america so we did an excellent power presentation and then the following sunday the 14th edith spoke to the kids she actually did a whiteboard presentation for them and Edith, as you know, being a teacher, she really got the kids involved. She had them actually writing down because they speak English and they speak Afrikaans. So right. there was no communication uh, problem there. And she had them writing down on a piece of paper what they wanted to do with their life based on what Reverend Kraft told them the Sunday before. And it was amazing. One kid drew in a picture. This really touched me even now, Hallie, of an airplane. And she says... When she got around to him, she says, "What? What? what explain about the airplane, son." He says, "I want to be a pilot." Oh, that's and that great. Us. Yeah, and that touched us. And here's a kid living in abject poverty, and yet he has a vision to be a pilot. Then we started singing songs to him to all of the kids. I am somebody. I mm -hmm. am somebody. I am somebody. So all of the raw footage we brought back from South Africa to America. And one of the young men here in the house church, who is very technical, he's a, he's our little techie. He put together an excellent presentation. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm going to bring the presentation up 
uh, when I'm with you uh, on the 23rd and hopefully show it to uh, the people up in New Hampshire. But an excellent presentation of all the different places we went to minister to. And I showed the people over here in America, I says, get out of your minds this stereotypical myth that all of Africa is nothing but people running around with, with bones in their nose, swinging mm -hmm. in the jungle. I said, that's pure nonsense. I says, Africa, there's two Africas. <laughs> I said, you see these pictures here? Of uh, We went to one place that uh, 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 the, the uh, Thomases took us to, who you'll meet this summer when they come to camp, that there was a guy, a black African, that owns a trucking company. The guy has about seven 18-wheelers. The wow. guy's a black African. And on every one of his rigs, he has scriptures on the cabs of the, 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 the trucks. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm saying, this guy's a black African, and he has, man, a trucking company in Africa. I says, I use that very uh, scenario, and I said to these people over here in America, I says, there's no excuse to talk about systemic racism and 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 white supremacy and poverty and 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 the white man has his foot on the black man's neck and blah blah blue de blue. I says I'm tired of that. I don't want to hear that. I says the problem is we have a Marxist system in America that unless we repent and turn back to God, according to 2 Chronicles 7.14, where God says that if we humble ourselves in America, if we pray in America, if we seek God's face in America, and if we repent and turn from our wicked ways in America, then it's an if-then conditional proposition. Then God says, I will hear heaven. Then God says, I will forgive America's sins. Then God says, I will heal America. I will heal America's land. And then the rest of that passage in Second Chronicles uh, 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 7, 14, verse 14, says, if we don't do it, we'll be destroyed. So when people come up to me now and says, Red, will America be saved? I, t I say, I'm going to tell you what, what, when God asked Ezekiel that question in uh, chapter 35 to, of the, from, to the prophet Ezekiel. I says, Lord, I don't know. You know. <laughs> and the Lord said, preach to him, preach to him, prophesy to him. And that's what my mission is. Now, I'm going to start preaching because people always excuse me. Oh, well, when, when, hey, Rev, when did you ever stop preaching? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, at 80, at 80 years old, my, my brother, listen, I fear no man. No man, because God's already blessed me to get paid, score and 10. <laughs> I'm going to die anyway, but I ain't going to die a minute before God says that I'm done. That's when right. God says Amen. I'm done, I'm done. And until then, I'm going to preach the uncompromising gospel to white, black, polka dot, and everything in between. There's no fear of man in me. Because hey, Rev, I want to, uh, I want to uh, switch gears a little bit because uh, in Boston, just last week, the um, there was a recreation center no, I in know Roxbury. About that I know what, about which is, it, what she yeah, did. I want to talk about it because I want your your thoughts on it. Yeah. But here is a uh, was a probably black community, Roxbury, and I'm, I'm yeah, from Boston. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just. I was yeah. down the street from Roxbury, and we've yeah, been there a number yeah. of times. You and I. And um, yeah. Uh, anyway, there was a uh, the rec center had a, I guess a swimming pool, basketball courts, computer room, all kinds of great stuff for the community. It was uh -huh. state owned, 
And that's one of the problems when you rely on the state to for your recreation and for your education, what the state giveth, the state can taketh away. Right. But uh, they have, of course, uh, Boston and Massachusetts, a so-called sanctuary state and city. You have a very left-wing governor. And because she's mm -hmm. the first open lesbian, I guess that means a lot of people ought to vote for her because she's the first. Uh, they got to vote for competent people. And uh, people forget that Maura Healy, she was attorney, the attorney general before she became governor during mm -hmm. the height of the George Floyd riots. Mm -hmm. She said something to the effect, uh, yeah, okay, this country's burning down, but a forest has to burn down for it to, mm -hmm. you know, to regrow. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. her attitude. Yeah. And here she was, the attorney general. So that's the 65% of the voters put her in office. So they cannot complain now that the state is being overrun by illegal aliens. They're in mm -hmm. motels. They're in hotels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were sleeping at Logan Airport in Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, in the terminal. So they got to the yeah. point, okay, we can't keep them here. So what they decided to do the governor, along with the mayor's support, of course, the mayor, mm -hmm. it's it's state property, but she went along with it completely. Uh, so they've they've kicked out all of the people that use this facility. It's really a great resource for the community. Mm -hmm. Families use it. You know, young people get them off the streets instead of doing stuff on the streets and now, you know, doing uh, productive things. So too bad. It's now for illegal. They use the word migrant, but they're for illegal aliens yeah. now. So you're out. Yeah, yeah. And so I went on right in the wake of this. I went on to the Black Lives Matter Facebook page in Boston. And do you think they had one thing to say about this overtly racist, but it's white liberals doing it, not MAGA Republicans, so-called. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, I went to um, I went Ayanna Presley. She's a member of the squad, the so-called squad, member of Congress. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I tell you, Rev, I met Ayana when she was uh, first running for office in uh, Boston. I actually signed the nomination papers. Uh, it's a non-denominational, uh, non non-partisan, but she's a, a Democrat. Very, she was very pleasant, very nice to talk to. And I said, look, I may not vote for you. I don't think we see, we don't agree with too much, but I'm going to sign you. Oh, thank you very much. She She didn't say one word about this overt racist she was complaining about walgreens closing up its third drugstore in boston and it was racism that's all she has to say. everything's racism so rev uh and also our uh, our friend there reverend bruce wall who's um was supportive of us during our flag lawsuit he's very sensitive to racist issues nothing from him and i even sent him information about it and nothing so rev um and we know that our friend vince ellison wrote a book about this called the iron triangle so let me get your commentary mm -hmm. on it. First of all, I'm so glad that Vince is going to be coming to camp, and I'm so glad what Vince is doing with the books he wrote, especially the Iron Triangle. White people really don't understand. I came up with an idea to flip the script, and I'm going to get really involved. I'm Here's going a to copy of the book, it. by the way, The Iron Triangle by now Vince I have it. Yeah, I no, have I'm it. showing I'm... it to the viewers, and there's a oh, picture okay. of Vince. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm going to start raising holy hell, and I'm serious. Holy hell, holy hell, because we got to bring, we got to, we got to drive the hell out of some people in order to prepare right. them for heaven. Uh, here's the measure. Our biggest enemies, for me, my biggest enemies are not white supremacists and all that nonsense. They're not my enemies. My enemies are these black Marxist communists, like Presley. Like all of these blacks who keep pushing a race card. Another perfect example is that Fannie Willis. 
-hmm. down there in in Fulton County, Georgia. Mm -hmm. This crap has got to stop. And the only group of people that need to be the tip of the spear on the front line, how do you notice, you and I talk about this all the time, is the true black Christian conservative. If you think about it, the black Christian conservative that knows the truth is totally ignored. Anytime anytime that they want to play the race card, I don't care who it is. When Fannie Willis down there in, in, in Fulton County, she had the audacity to go into a major black church a couple weeks ago when she was subpoenaed, get on in the pulpit, and tell those people in the name of God, God could have struck her dead right there in the pulpit, <laughs> that it was the race card that they were pulling on her. While she's pulling the race card to try to lock Donald Trump up for hunt for 70 some years. This mess has got to stop. And what I'm saying to the viewers that watch us on Camp Constitution, you viewers need to start using us black conservatives to be on the front line to come against this orange triangle, which consists of false black preachers in false black churches with false black uh, pulpits, false black politicians who are communists like 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 uh, Presley and the squad and all that nonsense, and also false black civil rights workers like Bruce Wall. I'll call him that to his face. Because all this mess is, the reason why we keep, you keep hearing crickets from these people is because they, in their hearts, the Bible is clear. Jesus made it clear when he said, you will know them by their fruits. By their fruits. Because a good tree cannot produce fruit, nor can evil tree produce good fruit. And when we see evil fruit coming out of these so-called people who keep talking about justice up after uh four i believe it is a chapter six about do justice love mercy and walk humbly before god they're not talking about biblical justice they're talking about social justice which comes straight out of marxist playbook so what i am pleading hey rev, uh, rev can you give me rev uh, can you give a working definition of the term social justice for the uh, viewers and listeners? Social justice means exactly what it says. It says you take social issues and apply justice, and I'll put that in quotes, which only runs one way, compared to biblical justice that says do justice according to what the Bible says. That's why I'm a preacher. I am also a biblical scholar that not only went to a conservative Bible college, Central Bible College, many years ago, but then God sent me to the other side, the Harvard Divinity School, so I could see what the devil is doing. So Satan can't uh, can't play with me and come up with all these false ideologies about well, we have to have justice and this all of these problems we have to lay at the feet of the white man no they can't play that with me because what i'm going to do in this with this local all politics is local as we know what i'm going to do is i haven't really formulated it yet but me and you'll talk about it next week when i see you i'm going to formulate a plan to start going in to rock uh roxbury uh, uh dorchester 
Mattapan, you're going to have to help me with this because you know those areas. Me and you need to start going. And that's why I'm glad you we have the book now, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, Racist Roots of Planned Parenthood and Color Communism. Here we, go. we are going to go. You and I are going to start going in these areas as salt and pepper and in the communities. And I'm going to take my camera and video camera, and we're going to just start talking to the people about these issues, like the community center. Now they taking that away while errors, because I'm going to start asking people, me and you're going to start doing man on the street interviews in Roxbury, man on the street interviews in Dorchester, man on the street interviews in Manapan. The problem with white conservatives is simply this. They're full of fear. They're full of false guilt. They ignore the problems, but yet they want to keep complaining about a CRT, which is critical uh, or, or crazy racial trash and DEI. But yet, where are they? You're about the only one that I know. And me and you go way back. That's not afraid, man, to, to talk, to sit and just talk to people. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to start going down in those communities. And like, for example, when you take me down to that soul food place, and that's a good, I forgot the name of it, but you know where you, where you took me. Brother, uh, Brothers Hill. Deli in Mattapan Square. Yeah, yeah. Brothers Deli. Brothers yeah. Deli. We can go in Brothers Deli, have a, a, a meal, and then just start talking to the people in there when they come in, because that place gets a lot of Go out there on Blue Hill Avenue, where it's all blacks. And I walk up to them and say, hey, hey, listen, home up. Uh, let me let me let me get in your ear. What do you think about what Myra Haley did, man, with the rec with the rec center? And mm -hmm. then get their response on camera. And then put together and then start putting that stuff out there. Because we got to go to the people. Well, right. You know what's interesting? Uh, these false Newsmax and also even Fox News, they had uh people in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, predominantly black communities in Brooklyn, and asked them who you voted for in the presidential election. Now, of course, they probably edited it, but they all said Trump very adamantly. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, any, uh, you know, so it's kind of interesting what, uh, what the, the response you get. The problem, you know, what's interesting. I lived in Hyde Park, which is now probably black and Hispanic. I lived there for years. I was uh, I used to kid people. I'd like an Oriole cookie. You know, I was uh, black. Uh, I was white on the middle and black all around, you know, and yeah. I had the respect and I felt very comfortable in that community. And I had the and people knew where I stood for it, and I had their respect. But it's somewhat difficult because a lot of um, black people have been told you can't pay any attention to a white person. So what right. that's, if that's I said scenario. something that say, well, that's that's because you're white, uh, where you could say things and sort of not get away, you could get away with it, you know, because you're black. Where I would say, well, I'm just saying it because I'm white. But I, when you get to know people, though, you kind of overcome that 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 barrier. Right. But I remember that's why there's we a there's a newspaper called the Bay State Banner. It's one of the older black, you know, predominantly black uh, readership papers. And I used to write letters to them on a regular basis and they would run them. And they were doing an editorial about the CIA selling drugs in the black community. And they said, uh, they kind of lamented that the white people don't care. And I wrote a letter about that. And I said, oh no, I said, there are lots of white people who do care, but you're mm -hmm. told to hate them because they're conservative Christians and you don't mm -hmm. pay any attention to them. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of white people. There's a, and that's what I think uh, Vince Ellison, uh, he yeah. has such an important ministry and he gets on Tucker Carlson and some other shows. And his job is to get black and white Christians to work together. Mm -hmm. And he's of the opinion that if only I think 20 to 25% of black Americans change their voting habits they will the, the the Democrat left will no longer be able to win a national election, the, and they know their base that. is gone. Their base and is gone. And they're taking the, they've been taking the blacks for granted. Oh, we only get a 
we only got about a minute left, Rev. Um, so I just want to uh, encourage people to visit our website. Uh, Reverend Kraft is a regular speaker of ours. He has a house church in in Lexington. He has a ministry called uh, Citizens um, Christian Citizenship Ministry. And you have a website. What's your website, Rev? Yeah, they can just go on RevStephenCraft.com. Uh, but Reverend like Stephen I said, Kraft. anybody com. can find me through, you know, you, because I'm your, I'm your chaplain, Cam Constitution. And uh, yeah, our website is CampConstitution.net. So uh, we only get about any falling, uh, final remarks. We get about 30 seconds. The final remarks seconds. are simply this. You and I, salt and pepper, we're going into the hoods. And we're going to start doing man on the street interviews. And we're going to start talking to the people. Because there is a shift happening. Black people are beginning to see, see that this wicked Democrat machine is not on their side. There is a shift coming, but we have to be a voice. We have to be out there. We can't talk about this crap and complain and wring our hands. So you and I are going to start doing man on the street interviews in the hood. And I'll be the tip of the spear because I know how to talk to black folks. I've been <laughs> been black for 80 years. <laughs> and you've been very and you've done a good job of it since Rev. I want to mention it quickly. The last time we were in uh, we were in uh, Mattapan, we did a video uh, nearby Milton on the topic right. of this book. But I we bumped into a couple of the British, uh, the Black Israelites too. Anyway, yeah. uh, you've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host Hal Shirtliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Amen. Okay, so I uh, I'm going to we stop the recording. And uh, anyway, I want to thank you, Rev, for coming on, and I'll let you, I'll send you a link to it. And uh, Dr. Steve, I want to, Dr. Steve, how are you doing? Can you? There we go. How did oh, you hear hey. about us? Uh, Who is Dr. Steve? I, uh, I'm uh, I'm in Michigan. Uh, I'm a uh, developmental optometrist, and I uh, spotted your uh, website. I think on. Uh, I think I saw that on uh, Facebook. I, I I can't remember where I spotted it, but I thought uh, maybe it was uh, something on Carlson's uh, network. I don't know. Yeah, well, Willie Soon, one of our instructors, he was a, a guest on a show. They aired the show, I think, like just January, like January 8th and 9th. And, of course, we're still getting a lot of feedback from people, though. So uh, if you'd like to shoot yeah. us an email, I can put you on our email list. I was out in Michigan. I was out in Mackinac Island there to speak to the Republican Party there back in yeah, uh, October. There. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. And uh, sure. Rev, thank you. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll God be in touch. You. God bless. Yeah. Bye. But hey, hey, do hey, Dr. Steve, you, you have the same first name as I do. You need to bring me up there to Michigan so I can, man, stare up some of them Negroes up there. Well, I see that you are a, a stir of the pot. <laughs> hey, then, hey, hey, listen. Hey, then bring me up there, man. I, I don't, Hey, listen, I don't play. And like you heard me say to my, my buddy, we go way back, Hal Shirtless and, my, and myself. We fought all the way to the United States Supreme Court and won nine zip because we don't play. Can Constitution's on the map. And what yeah. I'm saying, what I'm challenging you, I know you specialize in keeping people's eyes straight. And you see, I wear glasses. The bottom line is this, man. If you love God and God led you to Cam Constitution's website, you need to start finding black conservatives. No more talk about the race problem. 
Start bringing sure. black conservatives, and I'll lead the pack because I take hits. I have no problem. If you, guys, with it. if you guys don't mind, could you tell me a little bit about the camp uh, event? Yeah, well, tell them, uh, Howie. Yeah, well, uh, we have a week-long family camp. It's coming up, uh, let's see, July 14th to the 19th. It's in Plainfield, New Hampshire, which mm -hmm. is about an hour north and west of Concord. And we have uh, we have a full program. We have guest instructors. Tucker Carlson plans to be an instructor there this year. Reverend Kraft has been a regular since, I think, 2010. In addition to that, we have field trip. We have all kinds of recreational opportunities. We have a swimming pool, a pond, uh, hiking. Uh, basketball, volleyball, chess tournaments, and okay, evening campfires. And we have a program for the youngsters. So it's a family camp, people of all ages, mom, dad, even we've had in-laws show up, grandparents, and uh, and uh, even unaccompanied adults. So we have a lot of adults who uh, like to come and they help out when they can. And they take the, they take uh, take in the classes and all that good stuff. So uh, this would be our that's 16th that's camp. That sounds great. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't mind, I'll give you a little bit of my background, just briefly. If you By the way, the is that the Christian flag yeah. behind you? Uh, pardon me. Is it? Uh, it looks. I'm looking at the image. It's very. Is that a Christian flag? I'm looking at. Oh no, I guess not. I just see no, a. No. It's That's, it's very faint. Okay. I am certainly a Christian, but uh, I'll just give you. Uh, mine is kind of an interesting story, and I I thought I'd just throw that out there if you've got the the time. Uh, I'm uh, actually a developmental optometrist, which means I'm a guy that studies the uh, uh, studies cognition, how how mm -hmm. people become mm -hmm. uh, the type of thinking, and, and which naturally brought me into the field of education. And uh, I wrote a paper in the mid '90s uh, about what schools should look like, and submitted it to the. Uh, uh, chartering university, uh, Central Michigan University, which was just beginning the uh, charter school movement in Michigan, mm -hmm. contacted me back and said, uh, well, why don't you uh, start a school based on your philosophy, which then we did. And uh, it became the, the highest uh, scoring school in the state. And, oh. uh, and then they asked me to start more schools and take over failing schools. And we ended up with eight schools and the, the state did a four-year study in uh, measuring the uh, percentage of student proficiency in reading and math. And it wasn't even close. I mean, we just absolutely destroyed everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the governor at that time was Governor Snyder, a Republican, uh, asked me to <laughs> meet with him. Uh, which I did, and and he uh, he and I hatched a plan to disseminate the educational model down the I seventy five corridor mm -hmm. in uh, Saginaw, Flint, Pontiac, Detroit, and we began doing that. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, a simultaneous raid, SWAT team raid, twenty five member full battle armor uh, attacked two of my elementary schools. Mm. Uh, with the predicate and the warrant that we had mishandled asbestos in the oh, reconstruction geez. of these buildings right. a year prior. And uh, they came with the full force of the federal government. This was during the Obama administration. Mm. And, uh, you know, just absolute blatant uh, misuse and abuse of, which now we see is is you know, commonplace back mm -hmm. in 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, 2013, 14, it was an anomaly. Uh, mm-hmm. But they came with military force, uh, mm-hmm. herded my teachers out of the buildings, uh, and, you know, SWAT team raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, weapons drawn, uh, unbelievable. And uh, 